This is how your weekend's supposed to sound. It's supposed to sound. Blazing the best in soca, dance hall, and reggae. We got the city on lock. Blaze and Bam, New England's number one unfiltered radio station. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for tuning into Blaze Radio. I'm Samantha. I run a podcast playing on all platforms. Talk about it with Sam. Before I get into my interview, I have a quick promo. I'll be hosting a Boston Cypher through DNA in the Lab Cyphers in February. And we're looking for artists to sign up for the Cypher, but you have to come prepared. If you're interested, reach out to me on Instagram at trainingwsam. If you're interested in your hearing this, please tune in. All right, so now we have my good friend, an amazing DJ, DJ Immaculate, coming out of Fall River. Hi, DJ Immaculate. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. No problem. No problem. Definitely supporting. I love that. So can you tell us a little about yourself? Well, I'm a Caribbean DJ coming straight from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, I've been in Massachusetts for like almost a decade. Um, I've been DJing since like... My cousin knows. I think he's on because he just texts me. He says he's about to get on. Um, I've been DJing like since I was like 16. So and from a computer in my house when my mother wasn't home, we had a, like a little party. Um, but um, yeah, I've been DJing since 16. I made my own sound when I lived in New Jersey. Shout out to um, DJ Snuff, you know, Starboy Snuff now, you know, Mick Loso, you know, shout out to Marty Ma. He was my photographer. Um you know, um, it was Undefeated Sounds. We was out there for a while. We did some Jersey clubs and did some Jersey things. We actually used to come out of Massachusetts, believe it or not, when we was um, when we were younger. So we used to DJ out of Massachusetts a lot. We had we we had a couple colleges we used to do. Um, shout out to MCLA, who we were the official DJs for there as well. So we did a, we did a lot of um, f- um from then on. And after when I moved to Massachusetts, you know, I got into a relationship and I kind of like had to put down the the ones and twos for a little while. But, um, you know, that's what kind of made me stop. And then after I started back DJing probably like two years ago, um, and, you know, kind of try to, like, re- reconnect from where I left off and, and move forward from there. So that's what I've been doing. Wow, that's dope. It sounds like you've come a long way and you have a lot of experience. I have some, like, I wouldn't say a lot of experience. You know, there was a lot, like, we were, I was much younger then. I was in my 20s. So, you know, like, there's a, there was a lot more fire, I would say, you know, like, so, you know, we were out there. We were going to different clubs. We were DJing on Sundays. There were spots we would get into for free just because we were just, a, you know, people knew us as Undefeated Sounds. We had, like, our own brand going. Um, you know, we had our own sweaters. We had, like, you know, the undefeated girls who used to follow us. We had, like, a whole bunch of, like, we did a whole thing. Like, it was a movement, you know. And then after we was linking, shout out to Crazy Flavor Radio, um, you know, because that's one of the radio stations that started off as well. We first started it with Undefeated Radio, and then it branched off into Crazy Flavor Radio. And now it's um, Crazy Flavor is now Rhythm City FM, which is another radio station that I'm on other than... um. Other than um, Blaze, Blaze FM. Blaze, Blaze FM is mine, but Rhythm City is also one that branched off from Crazy, Crazy Flavor, who, in which I was a part of. Well, that's dope. It sounds like you have a lot of really good collaborations. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got it started, kind of like in the DJ industry, and what it was 
that really made you want to DJ? It was music, you know. Music has always been a, a thing that I get everybody grooving, you know. Um, I always had an ear for music. I enjoyed going. Like, I, I went to parties young. My cousin was a bad influence. Um, you know, I was 16. Go, I was supposed to be going to classes, and I was ending up at parties at 16, getting inside. And, and it was one time, like, um, the DJ was horrible. Oh, my God. And my cousin knew I could play, so he's like, he used to call me my last name. He said, Straker, jump on, jump, jump on a set. Just get him off. Jump on. And we knew the DJ. So he's like, yo, step aside. We'll, we'll handle it from here. So I went on and we like, he took the mic and we just started going. And like, the party was supposed to end at 11. We ended up ending the party like 2.33. That's how, how much vibes we got. And I had no taxis to go home. I remember I was like, I had to walk from that spot all the way home. And he went to another direction. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, that's like that brought my like like my interest. I realized like, yo, I could really do this. Like, this is something I could really do. You know, I'm not I'm not the greatest, but I feel like you know, I had a I had a good influence, and I influenced a lot of people who took it to the, for themselves, and they actually got more mainstream and they, and doing well for themselves. So I felt like you know it it was a good way to motivate people as well. So it's something that I I really enjoyed. Yeah, I like that. And I feel like once you get into something that you really like and you enjoy, you only have to do it for like the first couple of times to understand that, wow, like I think I was meant for this because you can feel it. Absolutely. So can you tell me, have you ever considered actually being an artist? Like, was that ever an idea to you? Did you ever like kind of want to explore that sector of music or was it always DJing? Uh, nah, I never like I can't sing. I I can't <laughs> I can't rap for nothing. Like like I, I could shower rap probably, but I can't I can't I can't rap. No, nah, I never th- thought about like going into um into any type of um rapping or anything like that. But I have thought about doing producing. Like I've I've touched a little bit on producing side of it, like um you know beats and stuff. But I've never thought about rapping. Um, I've did again like. When you were, when you in Jersey, you know you couldn't be, and that's the thing. I was always always um uh, articulated in terms of like I always try to do everything. So when you're part of Jersey, Jersey has their own beat, their own feel. That's what we call drill now, you know. But it's or drill beat, but it's actually Jersey Club, and um you could not be a Jersey DJ if you didn't know how to make your own beats. So there's something that I I touched on trying to like be being a part of that and um that what that's why i said like it, it, it's part of being an artist in a sense because they would take songs that already made like chris brown songs or whatever and they would chop it up and have their beat on it and it was sung fire and i like i was like amazed i was like this is the thing like if you ever go in a jersey club in a club in jersey i should say and you go and you their their whole momentum is straight jersey club like from nine o'clock to like 12 11, 12, 11, 11 o'clock a straight Jersey, they'll stop, play some rap songs for like an hour, and then from 12 midnight straight to 2 o'clock is straight Jersey. They, they, that's their thing. And each DJ has their own mixes. So they could have the same song, but it's mixed a different way, or the beat is different, or the chopped a different different way. And that's what that's what kind of um, that's what kind of like brings the whole momentum of producing but other than that i never thought about rapping on it no i'm not a, i'm not about like i'm not about like life at all <laughs> no. well yeah it doesn't matter because you're an amazing dj so that's really all that matters Where i appreciate you that you are you really are 
where do you see yourself in your music career going over the next five years? Um, so like my dream and my vision is basically like I want to grow as a DJ and you know really like like expand my territory. Like I want to be an international DJ. Like I want to go to like um like like England and and you know like different spots and DJ. Um, I want to go to different countries and DJ. I really that that's what I, I want to be at. I want my radio station to always like to to be an influence to the culture. You know, I feel like there's a lot. Like I like my Caribbean music, but I like I like how my like the Trinidadian Caribbean music is played. Like I and I'll be I want to be spe- specific. Like I want to say like the radio stations in Trinidad. There's two major radio stations right now. It's like Boom Champions and um, ninety six point one We We FM. And if you ever listen to them, like if you really listen to them, like the DJs on there are fire. Like they like anytime they play music, like you catch a vibe. You know what I'm saying, and and that's what I'm trying to emulate. Like I want somebody to tune into my radio station and really like catch a vibe. Like, but bring back to your roots, kind of like you know, like because a lot of Trinidadians migrated out here, a lot of Caribbean people migrated out here, and like you know, they 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 want to touch a home. You know what I'm saying. So that's what I'm trying to bring, and that's why that's why I see my radio station, and my 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 um my DJing skills elevating probably in the next five years to bring that touch of home, that, 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 that touch that they, they miss when they migrated and they, they've been here, you know, and, and give people that, that culture feeling. So that's what it is. That's beautiful. That really is beautiful. So prior to us starting the podcast, I asked you if we could dive a little bit deep and you said that you were cool with that. Yeah. yeah. So now that we're speaking on just kind of like your culture and you bringing diff- your music and your DJing to different cultures, how does it feel being here in Massachusetts? And you're alone, right? Like, you don't really have a lot of family here. How does that make you feel? Do you think that the music kind of helps with that, almost like that homesickness? Um, It definitely does. You know, like, uh, you know, it keeps me motivated. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm out here a lot, but I do talk to, like, I talk to my cousin every day, um, you know, every day. Like, we FaceTime audio is the new, is the new regular call. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, he, he's never not answered the phone for me. And if he doesn't, he'll definitely call me back within five, ten minutes. So, like, you know, and I talk to him all the time. So that's why, like, my Trinidadian, I could say my accent never go away. Like, when I'm when I'm off when I'm off the air or if I, if he was here right now, I'd be like, yo, what's up? I'll be like, was he seen by everything cooler? Yeah, we cool. And I'll, it'll switch up and I'll be like, you know, back to my roots. So like, but um, the music has definitely kept me entwined, you know, kept me in, in, involved in my culture a lot, you know, because there's music that plays out there that we don't play here. So, you know, like, because we play more mainstream, like, you know, like, you'll find, like, the songs that are, that are in rotation here for like, many years that, that still are bangers, which I understand and respect it, but it's not what are bangers at home. So, you know, that's the big disconnect. It's almost as though, like, the music stops at at, at the Caribbean Sea. It doesn't come up here. So, like, you know, we're, we're, we're still listening to, like, the Caribbean music. Like, we're, we're still listening to, like, like like um rupee tempted the tempted to touch and stuff and that those are great bangers you know what I'm saying that gets a party going but it's just like I feel like the 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 problem is is like those songs are not regularly played in the Caribbean like you know where like every year there's new songs there's always new songs new 
new new artists, the new bangers coming out, and they stop at that that stream down there. They stop right in the Caribbean. It doesn't make it out here unless it becomes mainstream. Like, you know, like that song Taliban's. You know what I'm saying? That became mainstream, but that wasn't mainstream all the time. Like that was regular. You know, and it's like now that it's mainstream, it might Taliban's might lose, like um. Like like lose the amount of airtime it has down in Trinidad or in the Caribbean countries probably like within a year. Out here, that that shit gonna be playing for like the next seven years, like like hundred <laughs> percent. Like it's like bro, like they, he released new music, you know that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's my issue, like with it, the fact that the Caribbean community here, like it's not as strong as it would be back home obviously but it, it, the disconnect between the djs there and the djs here and and what we play like that's why it's harder for djs out in the out in in america who are caribbean djs to go back home and play because we're playing mainstream shit we're not playing the the stuff that are so like we're we're great here like people think we're phenomenal out there, but like, what, 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 who is this guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's just a problem. But that's why I'm trying to bridge that gap, you know. So that's 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 what I want to do. Wow, that's beautiful. It sounds like you're bringing a lot to like the music game. Well, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, I gotta listen to new music and all the time, and and, and with my schedule, it's kind of tough. But you know, you gotta sacrifice some things sometimes to to to. Absolutely, it's all balance. So, actually, the fact that you brought up schedule is great because that was going to be my next point. You currently work full-time and DJ at night, correct? Yes, I do. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how you balance your life working full-time, DJing at night, and trying to keep a healthy lifestyle? It's 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 tough. Um, uh, I would definitely say it's tough um, because, you know, my job is demanding. Um, and being a manager at my job, it's also even more demanding now. Um, so like my time frames fluctuate and, you know, when I get home, you know, I have to stick to a strict routine of certain things in order to go out there and start DJing. And unlike, you know, unlike most Caribbean DJs think, or, or it's not like a Caribbean, like in the Caribbean, you could go to a party there's, there's like 10, 12 DJs lined up. Yeah. So it it and I love that because it a DJ only has to play for an hour. So he has to bring the best set for that one hour. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I would love that. But for what but for DJing out here it's tough, especially for Caribbean DJ, because you get booked sometimes, you're booked for the whole night. So you're booked from like nine till two in the morning. That's five hours straight of you building a vibe. It's that's 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 sometimes tasking and demanding, and you repeat that process. Especially when you're constantly booked, you got to repeat that process every single day. So you're losing sleep, you're sleeping for three hours. So it's tough to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Like what I try to do is like, I don't try eating the same shit all the time. Like I try to mix it up. Like one, like I try to build a schedule. Like, um, one day I will eat, like uh, I'll have a salad, and then the next day I'll try to like I'll try to mix it up or. I, I, like I don't do protein shakes and stuff, but I definitely do orange juice. So like you know, I would switch it up, try to do my orange orange juice, drink some, uh, drink my fruit juice or whatever. Um, you know, I've been trying to get in the gym for a minute. My cousin knows. I've been calling him for like the past year for routines in the gym, but haven't gotten there. The biggest advice he's given me was get resistance bands, and I still haven't bought it yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so, but um, you know, it's 
it's like um it's tough as a seller because being alone especially you know it's it's like being alone is like i don't have no help you know it's only me i gotta pay all my bills i gotta come home to myself well, to my dog you know so like it, it's tough because i don't have like that break in between and and most people don't understand that because they're living their own life so they can't visualize that but you know if you really think about it like if you have to survive at, at that point like and you all constantly book like you really have no time for anything you know and i try to squeeze time for something to go out or to have something to eat. you know what i'm saying i try to it's tough like even building the radio station like i have to like do do interviews or you know set up times or get commercials done stuff like that like the, it, it could be tough you know what i'm saying so it, it's important to network and build a team too so you can take that burden off your shoulder um, and sometimes it's very important. Sometimes you got to give up some um, some spots to, to get, you know, to to regenerate. You know, like I, I gave up one of my nights at a spot because I really needed that time to, like, if I kept going, I probably, like, I wouldn't have no sleep. I might drop dead in the next year, you know. So I need to filter that out. Wow, that is a lot. And honestly, I didn't know that. So it sounds like, like back home, like the DJs collaborate with each other, so it's not as much work. So it's almost absolutely like, yeah, like they're bouncing off one each other, they're bouncing off each other, which is dope. And then for here, it's almost like to me. I mean, I'm not a DJ, but what I just heard was that you need like a day's preparation to go to like each event. Like there must be a lot of preparation involved in that. There's a lot of preparation. There's a lot because every event, every 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 venue, every event is different. There's a different vibe. It's a different thing. Like you know, like um, you know. I, there's a, there's some places are strictly Caribbean. There's some places you need to mix it up. There, I got booked at a Spanish club for, and I was a DJ. The owner gave me the, that night every Sunday night. But understand this: I'm Caribbean and I'm and I'm Trinidadian. I don't speak an ounce of Spanish, <laughs> and I had to play Spanish music all night long all night long i mean i'll try to mix it up a little bit you know put some some rap in there whatever case but but it was predominantly spanish like i'm, I'm playing bachata i'm playing like dembo i'm playing reggaeton I'm, I'm pretty good at it you know what i'm saying that, like i had people come out are you spanish you know you your selections are great but you know it it it's challenging in that in, in that interview because you have to prep for that you know what i'm saying you can't play no whack songs you got to play the songs that they know and i and Think about how much like I I didn't know what they're saying. I had to make sure that I'm playing the bangers that they understood it. So it, it was it was it was tough in terms of like switching it up and switching the vibes up. But but I I, I like the fact of being diverse because you know it it makes me a, a force to reckon with. You know, so like you know you can't call me and be like oh come on DJ Afro party. Of course I can do that. I, I, I have the Afro beats. I know how to mix it. I know what, you know, I'm versatile in all those. So that's definitely something I could do. That's absolutely dope because now you're more valuable to everyone and they understand that you're going to do your research and that you're going to come and you're going to do a great job. And that's really building your reputation. That's what's getting you all those calls and that's why you have a good name for yourself. So you should be proud of that. No, I definitely am. I definitely am. I know. I, I still, you know, just like everybody else, you still want more, you know. But I wanna, I wanna build it more, you know. I wanna, I wanna expand more. I wanna build my team. Right now, I have a team. Shout out to Cash Flow. Shout out to Kaz. Um, 
but that's that's my promoter um she booked me once and then after we just built a team from there and almost every booking that she has and she's in she she puts me on as a dj so I, shout out to her um the artist the uh, the rapper his name is kaz you know he's one of the artists as well that she's working with it he's a dope guy his music is dope his um um so he's part of the team as well so that's where the networking and branding and moving forward is what i've been doing so to ease that stress that everybody i don't have to do everything myself you know so that's what i'm doing right now yeah i mean you have to like you have to have some type of collaborations you have to have a team in order for all aspects to work out well because if you do it all by yourself you're going to get way too burnt out absolutely absolutely and then also with you working full-time, DJing at night, running a radio show, how does that affect your personal life? Oh, uh, yeah, it does, you know, because, um, you know, I don't get much time to, like, go out per se. Um, you know, it, I don't get time to, like, mingle as much. But, again, it, com- it comes down to the fact of, you know, me being able to, plan my time like you know um i've heard this story before it was something about somebody say you never you you could never have no time which is true i believe it uh, I, you could never have no time but sometimes like the time that i do have i gotta prioritize myself otherwise you know what like what am i giving back to myself like i'm not giving myself rest and I give myself that relaxation or even just to not worry about anything. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes like everybody needs that time to just like l- drop everything, sit down and watch a movie or something like, you know, that's decompress, you know, and it's, it's tough when you have to do all this. And then after you can't decompress when you need to, to, to tackle the next day. And that's, that's what has really bothered my, my personal life because that time I need to decompress, people think that's the time I, I should give to them. And it's like, I got to prioritize me. I'm sorry. You know, like, it's you don't understand the, the levels I go through. Like, even on my lunch break at work, I'm, you can ask my, my, my employees, like, I'm on, I'm on my laptop filtering music with my earbuds in my ear, like, building new folders. Because I hate to be, it was one thing I hate is, like, I hate to be, like, repetitive i hate to be the repetitive dj like i want to be able to build new things so i'm making new crates and new folders and getting new music and downloading new music and so i'm constantly like from one job into my lunch break to the next job you know what i'm saying so that's my thing so it's it's kind of it, it does impact it majorly like majorly it does impact a, a whole lot it's, it's it's tough it sounds tough and honestly anybody that doesn't understand that you have to sometimes put self-care first like they don't really fuck with you because anybody that really cares about you understands self-care and understands that you need time to yourself. And you just telling me your schedule right now, I can tell that you don't have enough time to yourself and that you don't have enough self-care. So if I was to ever hit you up and you were like, listen, today's my movie day, you, I can promise you you wouldn't hear from me until the next day or when you was ready. So honestly, it kind of gives you a different perspective on the people that you have around you too because you want to be around people that are good for you and you want to be around people that understand healthy balances and that respect your time and your peace. So if you told me, listen, I'm taking a bath today, I'm watching a movie, and I would be so happy for you and say, you know what, that's exactly what you need. I'm happy to hear it. Hit me up when you're ready. Oh, I appreciate that because, you know, it's just, it, it, it's it's tough. Like, you know, like my mind is always going because my, my, my principal nature is um, 
out, out like is to be resilient. You know, six years ago, my I was in a position where I didn't have a place to go, and I told myself I'll never put myself in that position again. So, like, you know, I said I'm gonna build myself to be resilient, which means like, and, and resilience. I mean, I mean that in a financial aspect. Whereas, like, if if one place uh, one form of income is to fall i have another form of income re- already so that way i don't have to feel like you know like i, I i'm i'm gonna have to ask somebody for something or need money for something or xyz so I, I always put myself in a position to be resilient you know like even earlier on this year my boy um nate shout out to nate um you know my best friend um who lives in worcester you know he approached me with a proposition we started off i don't know if you heard about remember i had the detailing company yeah so so we start off doing the detail and I fell off for a little while because I've been focusing on DJing so that even that's been hurting because that company been closed for a year. I haven't done anything with that. And he approached me with a proposition. He's like, yo, we gonna, I'm going to do this in February, X, Y, and Z. You know, I just need you to do this and we're going to do this together. The goal is to make X amount of dollars and everything. And that's something that I, I, I appreciate because he sees, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish. And what I, We talk about this all the time. And you know he's like you know we're gonna I'm gonna put this I'm gonna rent this place out to do interviews we're gonna get these these trucks up and rolling we're gonna do X Y Z and and you know like we originally started off the business together I kind of branched out into our own thing so I had my own business and he had his but now that we're significantly I I say almost at the same level he's way his level's way higher than me like but you know he approached me as a peer and come on and said you know join me and we could do this together and achieve this goal together and xyz and i appreciate that you know you know so that's another business venture that i'm going into that will help you know in terms of building my resiliency financially so you know that's just why i've uh, that's something i need that time to decompress because it's always business propositions always things going on my mind is always going always trying to build so you know i want to build an empire you know my cousin in Colorado hit me up too. <laughs> He's like, "Yo, we should do this, um, X, Y, Z. We should come up with this this um business venture. I'm thinking about doing this. Something I want to jump on too. So like, you know, it's always something going on that you know kind of like builds. So I I I do need time to decompress. And most people, I mean that like, even my mother don't even understand that sometimes. Like she'll call me, "Why are you not answering me?" I ain't want to talk to nobody, <laughs> you know. So like, that's how it is. So, wow, yeah. And so, a couple things that I wanted to say, just because like you and I have been friends for a long time, and I'm familiar with you. Um, you said that Nate was kind of like way further along in life than you, and I think that he's a good person. I've heard a lot about him, but he's so. That was the first point I wanted to make was that I think that you don't give yourself enough credit, and that you should, because although I think that he's wonderful, and you've only spoke very highly of him. Different people have different resources, and I think that that's something that maybe you needed to hear today from me. Um, and if anyone hasn't told you, I'm very proud of you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. Because you being on your own and having to sacrifice yourself, your time, and trying to balance all of these things and work all these things out on your own is a huge accomplishment. And it may seem like other people are further along in life with you than you, but you never truly know what other people have in their back pocket and what resources they're blessed with. And I just think that, you know, and that doesn't take away from him either, because like I said, I think that he's amazing. You've only spoke very highly of him. But I think that coming from a place where you're very independent and you do everything all by yourself and you came here with no community and then built one on your back, 
is very impressive. And I don't think you should ever take that away from yourself. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, it, it all comes from like, you know, um, it stems from the the type of people I have around me. You know, my cousins from Trinidad, he's also a big backbone on that as well because that's that's how we came from. That's what we 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 were always like at first we were like me and him were like the outcasts, you know, like people didn't really understand how we thought, you know, and it wasn't like until we were like sixteen years old. Um you know, we realize, like, we think the same way. We operate differently. Don't get me wrong. We operate way differently. You know, he like, I'm, surprisingly, he's the big, he's the big-mouthed person, and I'm the explosive person. So, like, he will talk up everything. Like, he, he'll make everything, you know what I'm saying? But he he's more the action head, and I'm, I, I'm, the, I'm like, the, like, you know, all right, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get on it. Like, he, he's the one who'll be like, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. He's the one who kind of pull me back and take me. So, like, if I need advice on certain things i'm gonna hit him up and be like yo i'm thinking about doing this what you think about it you know and he does the same thing for me like it's crazy enough like he would call me like within like i want to say like during the day i'll be at work like 1 p.m prime time at work it's busy he want to call me about a sneakers <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like like he will be like you know bro i seen the sneakers I, do you think it's a good investment you know what i'm saying and it's not because he can't buy it it's because he wants to know like you know is this something that you think that is worth it you know what i'm saying and, and like that's the type of relationship we have because like if i'm going to do something and I, or like if i'm going to like well, right now my purchase is a little larger than his, but because I, I'm an emotional buyer sometimes. But you know, like I would, I would call him and be like, "Yo, do you think I should buy this?" He'll be like, "Okay, what's the pros and the cons?" And that's how we think. That's how we roll. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we don't get into financial situations stupidly. You know what I'm saying? Like in anything, like big or small, it doesn't matter. And he'll be mad at me because sometimes he he at the spot right now, and like he wants a he wants a goal decision, like he wants to buy it, but he wants a goal decision. And he'd be like, "Yo, um, you know, why are you answering me?" I'll be like, "Bro, I'm working." He's like, "He's like, yo, fuck your job." You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get a decision going, but you know that's the that's that's what that's what we the relationship we build and that's the same thing like we I've had like with Nathan's and all them because so even with me being independent, you know, I credit those for giving me that helping my my mind to be more sound in making these decisions because like I've been in since decisions too and Nate has helped me, you know what I'm saying? And told me like, you know, like I would, like buying a car one time and he'd be like, you know, why would you want to buy a car you could buy in Trinidad? I'm like, damn, that makes perfect sense. You know, why would I buy a car I could buy down there? It was a point of you know, it's kinda of solidifies you're moving up. Like, stop thinking in that same level. Like, move, graduate your thinking. And it's something that I, I, I've i learned from him. And Nate is younger than me. So, you know, like, um, definitely credited from him. I also have my boy Vince. Vince is, is, is you know, well, you know Vincent. Yeah. You know, he's he's more like a brother, you know. I love Vincent. He, he's, uh, he's, he's definitely, he's another one. Like, you know, we get into pointless arguments, but it's more or less like he's like the driller into my mind with certain things. Like if I'm if I'm on a brink of like making a split second decision, he will drill like 
it's a stupid decision. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he would drill, he would drill that into my mind. Like it's a stupid decision. He like it's stupid. Don't do it. It's stupid. I'm like we would get in an argument, argue on the phone, get mad, and he would like rush off the phone. Like I, I got to do something. I'll call you back. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that he's mad, and like two minutes later, I'm like yo, I'm, I'm thinking about buying something. You want to go get? It? Yeah, let's go to BJ's or some shit like that. Like that's that's that mess me and his relationship. But all these people are key components into like my success and what I drive and do every single day with DJing and, and my job and everything. So, you know, that's definitely, that. that's helped my backbone. That's helped me a lot in where I built these core friends that keeps me grounded on where I'm at Um, currently I'm being here by myself. So, you know, it's, you know, I'm a brother in New York too, but, you know, we talk as most I can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I'm just, I'm so happy to know that you have, that close group niche of friends and then um i've actually had a personal i've been able to kind of personally experience you and vincent's relationship and i really do think it's amazing i got to watch y'all kind of go back and forth a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. he's he's definitely like like i always say like he's we always call each other like like the brothers we didn't have because we like we chill all the time we talk i mean i talked to him just this morning he's at work you know like we we have these these playful banters. Sometimes it gets really serious, but it's just like you know that's just the core of the relationship. We're we're very we're thinkers, you know what I'm saying. So like when we think about something and we 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 bring it into perspective, it's almost like we make it our job to pick it apart to find the flaws, you know what I'm saying. And we say the things that you don't expect the person to say. You expect that person to come out and tell you, "Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100 percent." Blah blah blah. Nah. He we pick it apart and like let you know like you're wrong, yeah. And then I, and like I, I you don't want to hear it. You're pissed off like this bitch. Dude, why the <laughs> fuck? Like you, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's what it is. That we that's the relationship we have. We we give the 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 naughty truth. Like it doesn't matter. Like I mean, I'll tell shit about. It. I know you're gonna be mad, but I I'll talk to you tomorrow, right? <laughs> and that's it. That's it. You know, and that's that's how we we our relationship is. So it's, you know, it's pretty dope. That's beautiful, though, because in order to evolve, you have to hear that. Like, you have to be able to go to people and then tell you that you're wrong or give you a different perspective to think about different situations. Because if not, what are you going to do? You're going to be sitting in the same shit forever, and you're going to only have your perspective to be to base off. And that's a real friend. Those are people that really want to see you grow and really want to see you evolve when they look you dead in your face and say, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, for him to be able to say, like, not with you, the idea you just gave me, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me just tear this apart real quick and then come up with a different suggestion for it. Like, that is a true friend because, like, they're listening to what you're saying. They really care about whatever movement it is or whatever investment it is that you're trying to make because they care about you. Yep. And nobody wants to hear that shit. Anytime I call somebody and say, hey, oh, I'm about to buy this or buy that, and they say, no, I'm pissed off too. I'm leaving. I'm all pouty and stuff. <laughs> You know, but at the same time, like, I'll go home and be like, wow, you know what? I really did need to save that money. There are better investments out there. So we're very blessed to have those people in our lives. Um, absolutely, absolutely. But a lot of what you said and a lot of the things that you do brought a different question to me. So everything that you do in a week span must be so taxing on your mental. What are different ways that you cope with mental stress? <laughs> Oh dang! Um, surprisingly, right? The biggest decompressing component is a video game. Um, but but um, I don't. I I like FIFA. Um, FIFA. I play FIFA a lot. 
I played I played FIFA for many years because I, I mean soccer was my biggest thing. Soccer is what got me in the states in the first place. But um, FIFA is definitely if I have a very tasking day. Surprisingly enough, it it, it just shoot and as much people might think it's it's funny, but it's true. Like I'll come home, I put on the Xbox, and I'm going on FIFA, and I'm going online, and I'm going on FIFA seasons, and I'm picking my team, and I'm going on there, and I'm playing i'm I'm definitely winning yeah i've seen those arguments too i've been here for a couple of them and i'm and i'm and i'm pissing the other guy off but somewhere inside of me there's a piece like i just whooped this guy's ass you know what i'm saying and and like you know as much as it sounds bullying like it is a it could be a fall but it's a a decompressing moment you know what i'm saying even when like there's 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 one day like i was pissed off and i came home and i lost like five games straight i wasn't like it wasn't like a regular loss like you, you you know like it was like one game this guy beat me like five four it was like one, he edged one goal like a 90th minute like damn all right next game four three i was like what's going on like i'm only losing like one goal like i, I was so pissed off and then this other guy came and hit me like 10 five i was like and i'm not a, i'm not a quitter either like i'm not a rage quitter like people quit in the middle of getting their ass whooped like i will go through the whole game you know what I'm saying? I'll go through the whole game with my asshole because I'm trying to figure out how the hell could I beat this guy's defense. Like, I need to beat this guy's defense. You know what I'm saying? And, like, but it's even I, – I, I came off the game still pissed off, but I still felt a relief because, I, you know, because I, I took it out on something. Like, I, I, I decompressed in a, in a way. So, thief, like, my video game is one way I, I decompress or a good series on Netflix is another way. Like, I'll come home, get my food together, get my drink. Take my dog out, get my dog together, and then me and her would just sit there and watch a movie. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all of my, my other decompression moment. But uh, or yeah, like I say, or good series. Like you know, I was watch um Designated Survivor. That was a pretty good series until it killed itself. It was kind of bad when it, the way it ended. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's what that's what decompresses me. You know um. But I pray that, you know, like when I find my significant other, that I find another way to decompress outside of these things because that could also take away from, you know, that, that personal engagement you have with another person. So, you know, that's that's in terms of what I, where I would like to like it to go. But that's my decompressors, like the video game, honestly, and a movie. That's dope. That's good. It's good that you have those coping skills. But so you just brought me into kind of like our next sector that I wanted to dive on, which was relationships. But before we go there, um, you don't use substances, right? Like you don't drink and smoke. I don't smoke. No, I drink socially. I mean, I have my little bar. I have like my my Trinidad liquors. You know, he already know I got the white oak. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I don't drink. Like I'm not. I'm not a big drinker. I don't smoke at all. Like I used to do the vape pen thing, for, but like people be like, "Oh, well, you know, you you still smoke." I was like, "Bro, it had zero percent nicotine. Like there was nothing in there. It was just flavor. You know what I'm saying?" And even that, like, I did it for a little while, and then I, I like, I can't even do it again. Like I'm not. I'm. I, I those things don't get me going. Like I don't feel a need for it. I grasp for it. Like I, it, it pulls me towards it. You know, it doesn't. So. Yeah, well, I th- I wanted to touch on it because I thought it was pretty dope that you you go through everything that you go through in life and you deal with all your stresses and your ups and downs and you balance all this out and you actually don't look to a substance, which you is very rare. Um, a lot of people that I know and like within our communities, 
tend to like smoke weed or they have to have a drink every night or whatever. So good for you because that's another way that you're keeping a healthy lifestyle and a very busy, crazy, chaotic life that you have. Um, so you should feel good about that. No, I do. I do. My mother would have whooped my ass you know? <laughs> <laughs> if I was a smoker or anything. Like, you know, but you know what's the biggest motivation about not smoking was my dad. My dad was a heavy chain, chain smoker. Heavy, heavy. Like, he he smoked, like, like I, I, I hated it. I was a kid and I hated it. And then after, like, um, I remember he came to the States, like, when I was, like, 11. I came to Washington. And I guess, like, um, Washington, D.C. And it was, like, um, like I think it had like a bad blizzard, and you know when you go to other people's house, you can't smoke in the house. You gotta smoke outside. And him being Caribbean, he had to walk outside to smoke. And he told me the story, and I laughed. I was like, "Oh, it's good. I'm happy. I'm happy that." So basically, like he had to go outside. It was so cold that he couldn't smoke a cigarette. So he <laughs> he put the cigarette aside at his bed table and never picked it up again. And he stopped smoking. And I was like, "It took winter to do that." I was like, "Dang, like I, that was crazy." But he that's how he stopped smoking. But he still drank. He still drank. It didn't matter. That that's one thing he didn't give up. But smoking, he never took up another cigarette from experiencing a blizzard. When he came out to Washington D.C. and I, that I felt particularly proud of him because it was like, it was so cold that like it almost it almost felt like you know like the coldness like reconfigures his brain like he didn't have a craving for it nothing like it was just a completely like when I said cold turkey like that that's it no more cigarettes <laughs> yeah. I was like what like you don't have no itch no no feeling for nothing never picked up another cigarette so like, that that was one of the proudest moments of. I, I would say it to my dad, and that kind of inspired me more not to smoke because I wanted to not smoke to prove to him like you can live your life without smoking. You know that, right? But that, like that, that kind of inspired me more not to smoke. So, yeah, that's beautiful, and I don't blame him to be honest because once that wind smacks in your face, it'll do something <laughs> to you. I know that that wind is like is a is it, that wind is wanted right now. It's an abusive <laughs> relationship with the wind. I'm telling you, that wind chill is different. All right, so that brings us to my next question. So where do you see yourself in the next five years, relationship-wise? That is a question I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can't even answer that because it, if one is for somebody to understand what I'm going through in terms of doing the things that I'm doing, and then two is somebody to be able to keep up with it, you know, um, because... I feel strongly on being who I am now. I feel more solidified on who I am. So because of that, like, I need somebody to understand who I am and appreciate who I am and not try to change who I am. I mean, change is gradual in a relationship. You know, people change and you want to, you know, you want the person, you want the best for the other person. But sometimes, like, wanting the best for the other person doesn't necessarily mean changing their dreams. You know, and that's 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 my my overall thing. Like everybody feels as though like a man should be this and a man should be that, and you're only in the clubs all the thing. I don't want to be a club DJ. I want to be a international DJ, and an international DJ don't go to the clubs. They go to festivals. You know what I'm saying? And that's but you know you want to be this and you want to you try to look for attention. I've I've heard it all. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that's not the case. Like it's not it's not me trying to like um look for any type of attention or do anything. I'm, I'm literally, like, just trying my best to be the best version of myself and become greater. Like, you know, of course, the better you get, 
the the more money is involved, obviously, you know, and that's also what I I'm I'm a goal oriented person. I have a goal in mind. Once I get to that that pinnacle, I'm definitely gonna make the money, and then the money is not gonna be the problem, you know. So that's just what it is. Yeah, but it also sounds like a lot of them situations that you were in weren't really meant for you because you can't involve yourself with somebody that isn't healed. And any of those people that said what you just said and didn't had such a non understanding of what you were trying to do were insecure and very unhealed. Um, which brings me to my next question. Do you think that there's anything about you that you need to heal? Childhood, any traumas, any things that you think that you really need to kind of like work through that have nothing to do with money or stability, really just like within yourself before you can get into a relationship? Um, I definitely do think that like um, I have certain behaviors or traits that's that's unattractive to some people. Um, I do think that like you know because of my my um, my vision on trying to be the, and, and resilient, I could come across as cocky and not like understanding or or even emotional or have any type of emotional depth. Um, you know understanding what it takes to get to that point is tasking for me sometimes because like my mind is constantly always on the next project constantly like you know trying to see how best one of these things blow up into a million dollar thing you know what i'm saying not to say like not to say like you know some people be like oh well, there he goes with a million dollar talk again you know what i'm saying because everybody wants to be a millionaire you know what i'm saying but is is it is it really that much of a, a a dream that you really can't achieve it? I don't think so. Like, there's way more millionaires now in this world in 2023 than they were in the year 2000. And that's based off of social media. That's based off of everything. And in any profession, you can get to a six-figure status, but it's how you get there. The steps you take to, to get there. You know, you're going to fall. You're going you're gonna to tumble. But, you know, you got to figure out. You got to find a niche. You got to... There's always a way. You know what I'm saying? And... and, and that's where my mind is, is is always trying to find the next project because I'm always trying to find that next way to, of success, you know. So it's like it, it's always that's what it, where I'm constantly getting my hiccups at, you know, because sometimes I fall. Like right now, I'm in the process of reconfiguring how I DJ, you know, and the way how I approach DJing. So, you know, because of that, like I'm really – my mind is di in a different way so you know i do need to figure out how to get more emotionally get more emotional depth because of how i think um and you know to be more in touch with you know myself so that way i could be more vulnerable for somebody i think that's what one of the major things that i i need to um I need to get out because I could definitely come across with a I don't give a fuck attitude. And because of that, I could it could rub somebody the wrong way. So, Well, what I think, what I just heard was almost kind of like an opening because you know exactly what it is that you need to work on and you know exactly where like your troubled areas are. So that's the that's like the major key right there. That's the first part of it all. So once you're able to kind of work on those things and work through those emotions, you'll come off more vulnerable and people and then you'll attract people that are more vulnerable. And the fact that you know what your troubled areas are and that you're willing to talk about it is the first step. So you should be proud of that. Yeah, I, I definitely 
I mean, I'm proud of uh, trying to understand what it is. I don't think, I don't think I'm at a point of talking about it. <laughs> I think I, I'm trying to. I recognize it. I think I recognize what it is. Um, I don't know how to approach it. It's more of the, I think I've thought about therapy, honestly. <gasps> that was my next question. Oh, it's so exciting. I go to therapy. You really? Yeah, I do. I, I, oh, first of all, listen, my therapist, I know she, my mouth will be all dry and shit when I'm out of there. <laughs> like, I go in there and I be you. I know that when she sees me on the schedule, she's like, oh, Lord, here comes Samantha. Listen, it's been the best thing that has helped me with my life. I actually just did a podcast with, um, DNA and the Lab Ciphers. Um, so he's huge all over Boston. Um, he's a, a music producer. And he came on the podcast and started talking about how he goes to therapy and how everybody has to deal with all this shit. And, like, as a man, like, you're expected of so much. You have so much on your shoulders all the time. People have the highest of expectations of you. Always. Constantly. And, like, in the world that we live in today, it's there's no way that you can deal with all of that, maintain a healthy lifestyle, work full time, work on your entrepreneurship, and keep a healthy mind without talking to somebody that's not going to judge you or use it against you. A safe place that you can go and have a conversation that is completely confidential and then get professional expert advice. No, I understand that completely. So I think it's a good idea. Oh, I'm going to check in with you next week just to see how we're doing. <laughs> it. Yeah, I've, th I've thought about that. I've thought about therapy. Um, I think there's there's some traumas that that, that has dug deep with me that I haven't fully let go. Um, so, you know, I probably just, like, shield it so well that I don't even recognize it anymore. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I've thought about that, honestly. So that could help me be more vulnerable to to, to, to people. Um, but, you know, it still doesn't, it doesn't kill my drive, you know. I kind of, my failures become my motivations because I want to be better every single day, so. That's beautiful, and you should definitely continue with that. But I'm going to let you in on a little something that I've learned recently during my spiritual journey is that if we don't address those traumas and if we don't go to therapy and if we don't talk about those things, then we don't make room for new ventures and we don't make room to evolve. So until we can let go that past baggage, they say that you stay in a stuck place, but you're in that stuck place for a reason because your job as a human being is to evolve, and part of that is to heal. So once you heal some of those childhood traumas, once you healed, whether regardless if it was like childhood or not, like once you heal some of those traumas or whatever it is that really weighs you down, you're literally making room in your body, mind, and soul to invite new things, to invite new opportunities, to actually evolve to this millionaire entrepreneur that you absolutely can be. But you have to dead some of the weight. You can't carry it all. You can't carry the past. You can't carry the traumas and get to where you're trying to get and be there healed and successfully. I, I, I feel that. I feel that 100%. That's actually good to know because, you know, I do feel like sometimes your childhood traumas or th stuff like hinders you from developing um, because you, 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 you decide not to make certain steps because you don't want to make the same mistakes as, you know, in the past or stuff like that. So you're, you're afraid to move forward in that aspect and you try to find a workaround. But a workaround never really works, you know. So I, I feel you 100% on that. So Yeah, absolutely. So, like, a lot of what you were saying is what kind of what I was thinking. Like, I don't consider that so much workaround because you are 100% an entrepreneur and you are a goal-driven, very goal-oriented man, which I think is absolutely beautiful um, and it's very admirable. But... Taking a little bit of a step back from that, healing all of the things that you have going on, 
and then going back to it, you're going to go back to it at 100%. And you are going to be healed and you are going to have so much less baggage attached to you that you're going to be doing everything in a more full functioning way. And like part of like the spiritual journey is like understanding that your mind, body and soul all connect and work as one. And if they're all have if the, everything is healed and has like that baggage removed that when you go back to the things that you love and the things that you want to do then you'll be able to actually give it a hundred percent in all aspects and that your focus will be on exactly what it is that you're trying to your end goal so your goal your focus will be on your end goal all the time um a lot of times when we carry that baggage our focus gets like disturbed and a lot of that which we don't understand is carrying the, all of that baggage because our conscious is constantly going all the time so i think that this is beautiful and that your next the next five years of your journey is going to be absolutely amazing i appreciate that i appreciate that a lot you know i'm definitely trying to, to move forward so i appreciate all the advice i can get to to, to you know become as successful as i can probably be like a a, a six-figure dj you never know so yeah you know working towards that so i have faith in you i know what's gonna happen oh yeah yeah i might i might be djing for some some um some artists i don't know which one yet but somebody's gonna hit me up pretty soon uh so before we end the podcast is there anything that you would like to share or any other points you'd like to make um um no i mean for me personally i just like you know for those who are listening thanks for everybody who tuned in to blaze that from live tell a friend or tell a friend you already know it's a new england number one unfiltered radio station and the point of it being unfiltered is because i can say words like fuck and it doesn't matter so you know it's, it's uncensored but it's unfiltered um you know it's a, it's a very i just want to see for those who are listening just you know keep driving towards your dream keep 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 your head moving forward you know thank you samantha for coming out thank you for doing this podcast with me um and thank you for being bringing it a part of my radio station as well um you know i want to keep doing stuff like this and and get people more engaged interview more people i do have people i i, I that would love to be interviewed so you know um well other than that like you know keep doing what you're doing keep keep your vision going i see you doing your, your podcast thing you know keep on pushing you know, don't don't take no for an answer. You know, and you know, keep keep your vision and 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 focus entwined. You know, keep the boat in the same the same line, and you you'll definitely achieve greatness. Thank you so much for all that. I really do appreciate it so much. I always love your kindness, and you always give me the best advice. No problem, no problem. And thank you so much for having me, and thank you for allowing me to interview and to get and to get vulnerable. Like you, you know, you were very transparent with me, and I really appreciate that. No problem, no problem. So, all right, guys. So this is at the most check one two at the end of the podcast. So please tune in next week. Hope you guys have a blessed day. DJ Immaculate, often imitated, never duplicated. I'm about to blow. The best DJ in New England. This is how your weekend's supposed to sound. It's supposed to sound. Blazing the best in soca, dance hall, and reggae. We got the city on the lock. Blaze FM, New England's number one unfiltered radio station.